will allow the children to be dismissed for children's church and for toddler church as well. Proverbs chapter 7, verse number 1, the Bible says, My son, by the way, that, that is a, a common phrase in the beginning of the book of Proverbs. Just about every chapter begins with those two words. My son, uh, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. Keep my commandments and live. And my law as the apple of thine eye. Bind them upon thy fingers, write them upon the table of thine heart. Say unto wisdom, thou art my sister, and call understanding thy kinswoman. In verse number 5, this is where we're going to take our very simple but brief title. In verse number 5, he says that they, speaking of the law, the commandments, very simply God's word, that they may do what? Two words, keep thee. Those are the two words we want to focus on this morning, that they, speaking of the word of God, may keep thee. And we're going to stop right there. Father, help us today and we'll thank you and praise you for what you'll do in our hearts. Father, I pray for us as believers this morning. This is who the message is for. It's for us. Lord, I pray that we would understand that you have given us a way uh, to defeat the enemy, to evade the enemy, to, uh, Father, be sober and be vigilant because we do have an adversary. Father, you, you have given us the armor. You've given us the armament. You've given us the ammunition by which to defeat the enemy. And, Father, I pray that we would be reminded of that today. Father, help our children next door. Father, help us in here if there would be one or two or several, whether it be a, a child or a man or a woman, Lord, who needs to be saved today. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would convict and help them to see their need. Father, for us as believers, Father, if you show us a need, if your Holy Spirit convicts and challenges us this morning, may we be swift to move and swift to care for that which you have convicted us of. Father, we commit these next few moments to you. Father, we ask that you'd help in a special way, and we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. Last summer, we preached a series of messages from Ephesians chapter number 6 entitled, Battle Ready. And the last message in that series answered the why of being battle ready. Why is it so, excuse me, so vital to be battle ready? Because the truth is we are in a spiritual battle every single day. Why is it so vital to be battle ready? It is imperative that we are prepared for the battle because we have an adversary who is constantly on the prowl. And this is what we fixed our attention upon in that last message. The adversary is, excuse me, adversary is constantly on the prowl because we are high value targets. In Ephesians chapter 5 and Ephesians chapter 6, the Apostle Paul, he begins after he speaks about being filled with the Holy Spirit. He, he fixes his attention upon the husband and the wife, upon the home, upon the marriage. And I know that, that they are to be a picture, if you will, of Christ in the church. But he fixes his attention upon the husband and the wife. And then he moves in chapter number 6 to the children. Children obey your parents. And then he fixes his attention upon workers, employees, servants, if you will, in Ephesians chapter number 6. And when he's finished speaking to all of those individuals, the spirit-filled saints, the husband and the wife, the children, the servants, when he is finished to speaking all of them, in verse number 10 of Ephesians chapter number 6, he says one word, he says, finally. Finally, my brethren. Okay, I've just spoken to several groups of individuals and this is why I did. Because the devil is always after you. The devil is after your home. 
The devil is after your children. The devil is after, if he can get the home and get the children, then he's going to get the church. He is after all of that. Hey, servants, employees, he doesn't want you to be a good servant. Hey, master, he doesn't want you to be a good master. He doesn't want any of you to be spirit-filled. And he's constantly on the prowl. And because of that, you are high-value targets. In military terminology, a high-value target is the term given to a person or resource required to be captured or killed in order for a mission to be considered a success. We, or maybe I, make the mistake in thinking that we should not emphasize the same subjects too often in our preaching. And so we preach a message regarding high-value targets and then that truth isn't mentioned again for months. And when the truth is, every single one of us as dear children of God need to be reminded of that daily. And that's exactly what the father in Proverbs chapter number 7 is trying to do for his son. He's trying to remind him, you are a target constantly. You you have a bullseye on your back and you are a target. Now by the way, Proverbs chapter number 7 is very specific. But please, oh please, oh please... Don't tune out because you say, well, I don't have an issue with that. Okay, we're going to make the application for all of us today. Because the enemy, notice if you would, I stopped there in verse number 5. But let's read the rest of the verse if we could. The Bible said that they, speaking of the word, that they may keep thee, that they may guard you, that they may protect you from the enemy from the adversary. Be sober, be vigilant. First Peter chapter 5, verse number 8 says, For you have an adversary, every single one of us do. It's the devil. It's the world, the flesh, and the devil. He says, For you have an adversary who walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now the adversary in chapter number 7 is the strange woman. And you might say, Pastor, I don't have any issue with that. Okay, I get it. You may not. But the application is for all of us, whether it's the strange woman, whether it's money, whether it's priorities, whether it's popularity or fame, whether it's entertainment, whatever or whoever the enemy may be, the application is the same. And the Bible says the Father here says in verse number 5 that they may keep thee from the strange woman. Son! I want you to stay away from the strange woman. Is she strange because she's weird? No, she's strange because she's not his. She's a stranger. Men this morning, any woman who's not your wife is a stranger. That doesn't mean she's strange and that doesn't mean she's weird. She's a stranger to you. She's not yours. Ladies, any man who's not your husband is a stranger. He's not yours. He's someone else's. And the Bible says here, the Father here says, that they may keep thee, the Word may keep thee from the strange woman, from the stranger which flattereth with her words. And so this morning, don't don't tune out just because you say, well, I don't have an issue with the strange woman. Okay, the strange woman comes in many different forms, in many different fashions. The strange woman could be on a Sunday morning when... The world, the flesh, and the devil comes and knocks on your door and say, Hey, you've worked all week. Uh, Sunday's your day off. Stay home. Stay home! 
And there's that bullseye on your back. That's why it's imperative that we're battle ready. That's imperative. Why? Because we're high value targets. Because the devil knows. Listen, the devil knows if I can get, if I can get these young men right here, they'll never have a good home. They'll, they'll never have a good marriage. They'll never have, they'll never have children who are taught the Word of God, who can grow up and serve the, 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 the Lord and serve in a local church. If I can get them, listen, I may get generations to come from their families. You're a high-value target. And so we play around with sin and we allow things into our lives and before we know it, our marriages are a mess, our families are a mess, our churches are a mess, and we sit back and we're like, why, how did that happen? It happened because we did not allow the Word of God to keep us. We did not realize every day that we are a high value target. We didn't wake up every day understanding and being reminded every day, you know what, I better be sober, I better be vigilant today because there's an adversary out there who's going to put something in my path or going to, maybe he's going to put someone in my path today that's going to detour me, that's going to get me off track. I need to be reminded daily that I am a high value target. And, and, by the way, I'm a high value target because who I belong to. Not because of anything I am, but because of who I belong to. And I have to be reminded of that every day. Proverbs chapter 7. Let me give you several things here this morning. And I'm praying, God help us. God help us. We're so complacent when it comes to spiritual battle. We're so complacent. Number one, I want to give you three admonitions or three things. And again, I hate that word, it's so nebulous. But I want to give us three admonitions, three challenges that will help us to evade. And evade's not even the right word. We're not necessarily trying to evade. We're, we're supposed to engage the enemy, but will remind us and keep us from the enemy and remind us that we are high-value targets. So let me give you three admonitions. What do I need to do? As a high-value target, what do I need to do? Number one, let me say this. Stop being simple. Stop being simple. Look what the Bible says here. In verse number five, the father, he's speaking to his son. Solomon speaking to his son. He said that they, speaking to the word of God, may keep thee from the strange woman, from the stranger which flattereth with her words. Notice this verse 6, For at the window of my house, I looked through my casement. This is Solomon speaking. Is he looking from the window of the, of the palace? Probably so. He, he says, From my house, For at the window of my house, I looked through my casement, and beheld among the what? The simple ones. Who's the simple one? Somebody who hasn't been taught. Somebody who just doesn't know. Among the simple ones, I discerned among the youths, a young man, notice this, void of understanding. He didn't have any understanding. He was void of understanding. Let, let me give us two things here. Stop being simple. First of all, wisdom is available. Wisdom is available. It's there. Where do you get wisdom? I'm asking a question now. I want an answer, okay? Where do you get wisdom? From the Word. That's where we get wisdom. What did he say in verse number, verse number 4? Say unto wisdom, Thou art my sister. We're related. We're so close. And then he said in verse number 4, And call understanding thy kinswoman. Here's the truth. Wisdom is available. Wisdom 
to stay against the enemy, to fight against the enemy, to be sober, to be vigilant because we have an adversary. Wisdom is available. So stop being simple. Don't be a simple young person. Don't be a simple older person. Wisdom is available. Maturity, we say it so many times, maturity is not an age. Wisdom isn't an age. Well, they're 70 years old, so they have wisdom. Maybe, maybe not. Well, they're 15, they don't have any wisdom. Maybe, maybe not. Wisdom comes from the Word of God. And so a 15-year-old, a 10-year-old can listen and obey the Word of God and be wise. Just like a 70-year-old can hear and obey the Word of God and be wise. Wisdom is available secondly. But here's the truth. The Word must be the apple. Wisdom is available. But the Word must be the apple. You see, did did you catch it when we read? In verse number 2, verse number 1, he says, My son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. Keep my commandments and live. And notice this. And my law as what? As the apple of thine eye. What what does that speak of? By the way, that speaks of the pupil. But, But we know that phrase, the apple of thine eye, it speaks of something that we love and something that we cherish. Look, wisdom is there. It's available. I don't have to be simple. I I, I can have understanding. I can have discernment. Do we all understand we live in a day of very little discernment? I mean, we look around we're like, did they look in the mirror when they left this morning? You know why they leave that way? No discernment. No understanding. No wisdom. Wisdom is available, but... The Word, where we get our wisdom, must be the apple. It must be that which we cherish and that which we love. The Word of God, it is offensive and it is defensive. In Ephesians chapter 6, the Bible says that it is what? It's the sword of the Spirit. It's that which we fight with. Well, it's also defensive. It hides us. It's our sanctuary. It's our refuge. Again, notice what he says in verse number 5, that they may what? Keep thee. It's the Word of God that's going to be the safe haven for us, that's going to be the sanctuary for us. The Word must be the apple. By the way, you're in Proverbs 7. Look real quickly over at Proverbs 22. Would you do that real quickly? Proverbs chapter number 22. Listen, our eye should be single in its love and it should be sensitive to the light. When we think about the apple of the eye, it's the Word of God. Our eye ought to be single in its love and ought to be sensitive to the light. Proverbs chapter number 22, verse number 3. The Bible says, A prudent man foreseeth the evil. And what does he do? Hideth himself. You see, the Word of God is defensive and offensive. The Word of God shows me and I, it helps me to see and discern when evil is coming. And when evil is coming, what do I do? I hide myself. I, I go away from it. What does the Bible say in the New Testament in 1 Thessalonians? Abstain from all appearance of evil. We live in a day where Christians are like, well, let me just see how close to the line I can get. And the Apostle Paul says, hey, don't, don't try to see how close to the line you can get without sinning. The Apostle Paul says, stay away from the appearance of evil. Things that you could do, but someone may see it and it may appear evil, stay away from it. Well, they just shouldn't be so judgmental and so legalist. No, we should listen to the Word of God and abstain from all appearance of evil. Number one, stop. 
If I could give us an admonition this morning to you as believers who are high value targets, you as moms and dads and husbands and wives, you as teenagers and children this morning, you are high value targets. If I could give you an admonition this morning, number one, stop being simple. Unlearned, ignorant. That's, and by the way, that's not a derogatory term. That just means uninformed. That means you don't have the understanding that you need. He said void of understanding. But wisdom is available if we'll get into it. Wisdom is available if we'll study it. And then when we study it, if we'll submit to it. It does very little good to study it if I'm not willing to submit to it. Because when I submit, Joshua 1.8 says, when I observe to do according to all that is written therein, that's when I have the success. Joshua 1.8 tells us that very clearly. Number one, stop being simple. Number two, look there again in Proverbs chapter 7. He says in verse number 7, And beheld among the simple ones I discerned among the youths a young man void of understanding. Notice verse 8. Passing through the street near her corner, and he went the way to her house. In the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of an harlot and subtle of heart. Now, by the way, we find out later this is a married lady. She is not necessarily a, a harlot in her occupation. The Bible just says she is dressed in the attire. Of an harlot. Verse 11 says, She is loud and stubborn, her feet abide not in her house. Now is she without, now in the streets, and lieth in wait at every corner. So she called him and kissed him, and with an impudent face said unto him, I have peace offerings with me, this day have I paid my vows. Therefore came I forth to meet thee, diligently to seek thy face, and I have found thee. I have decked my bed with coverings of tapestry, with carved works, and fine linen of Egypt. You see, the strange woman can be many, many different things. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. It's not evil to have money. It's evil to love it. It doesn't say money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money. And for some, some folks, money is the strange woman. And money whispers to them. Money seduces them. She says in verse 17, I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love until the morning. Let us solace ourselves with loves. For the good man is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. Her husband's gone. He hath taken a bag of money with him and will come home at the day appointed. With her much fair speech, she caused him to yield. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. Here's, here's the simple admonition this morning. If you're a believer, you're a high-value target. And no matter who or what the enemy is, we must constantly be on guard. And so God help us stop being simple. God help us to know what the Word of God says. God help us to be prepared and ready when the enemy comes. God help us to have discernment and understanding to know and be able to, uh, to, be able to, to discern as Hebrews chapter 5 verse number 14 says, to be able to discern between good and evil. Number one, stop being simple. But number two, very simply, stay away from her street. Stay away from her street. He says in verse number eight, passing through the street near her corner and he went the way to her house. 
Number one, stop being simple. But number two, stay away from her street. And again, her is any enemy. Whether it's a harlot, whether it's a strange woman, whether it's money, the world, the flesh, and the devil, whether it's bad priorities, her can be any enemy. Apathy, complacency, music. Well, Christians are deceived by music today. We listen to music, and by we, I'm just using a broad brush here, I understand, but Christians, we listen to music from artists who when it comes down to it, they really don't love God. They're in it for the money. Because you look at who the artists are who have influenced them, they're not godly people. They're, world, they're other worldly artists who have influenced them. And if they have influenced them, they're influencing their music. And we listen to these artists and we listen to these music. We have no idea what they believe. And let me encourage you this morning. This isn't a message about music, but if you listen to a lot of CCM music, can I ask you to do one thing for me? W- w- would you, please, oh please... Would you do some research on the artists who you listen to and find out what they truly believe? Because numerous times you're going to find out that many of the things that we preach against here at Maranatha Baptist Church, they don't have an issue with. They don't have an issue with the LGBTQ plus movement. By the way, they condone it. They lift it up. They affirm it. So... I'm not going to make a statement of condemnation this morning, but I am going to say this, and I'm going to ask you to do one thing. If you listen to a lot of these artists, please do some research. Please do some research. Because you have a target on your back. Many believe that the devil himself, that Lucifer himself, was the song leader in heaven. And if there's one area he loves to deceive in, it's in the area of music. By the way, look, look in the book of Ezekiel and see how he was created. It's almost as if instruments were created in, inside of him. And if he's going to deceive in one area, it's going to be in the area of music. And so the strange woman this morning may be music. The strange woman might be money or it might be a strange woman. Number two, stay away from her street. Stop being excuse me, simple. Stay away from her street. Why? Number one, because she seduces with her wardrobe. She seduces with her wardrobe. The Bible says in verse number 10, And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of an harlot. She reveals her skin in order to rivet his sight. She seduces with her wardrobe. Number two, she is shameless in her ways. The Bible says again, or excuse me, in verse number 11, She is loud and stubborn, her feet abide not in her house. Now is she without, now in the streets, and lieth in wait at every corner. Verse 13, So she caught him and kissed him, and with an impudent face said unto him. That word impudent, it means shameless, it means brazen. She is shameless in her ways. She has a husband, she has a home. We don't know if she has any kids, the Bible doesn't tell us that. It does tell us she has a home, she has a husband, she has a good man. She is shameless in her ways. And she seduces with her wardrobe. Number three, she stimulates with her words. So stay away from her street. Dear friend, if you have alcohol, stay away from the bar. Stay away from that part of the grocery store where you can buy alcohol. Stay away from it. 
young men, if you have a problem with your thought life and your sight, then maybe you should go to mom and dad and ask mom and dad to put a good filter on your devices. Or maybe mom and dad, y'all just do that anyway. Put a good filter on the devices. It'll, it'll help your boys. It'll help your girls too, but it'll really help your boys. Our nation is plagued with the sin of pornography. It's so easy to get today. It's right there in our hands. And we live in a day that not just men have an issue with it, ladies have an issue with it too. So stay away from her street. If I have a problem with it on a device, then let's put the device down. Oh, but I can't live without my phone. You can live better without your phone. Put a landline back in your house if you have to. I mean, I don't have a landline, but I'm just saying if that will help you, do it. Put a landline back in your house. How many of you still have a landline? Very few, right? I'm not going to pay for something I don't hardly ever use. Hey, but if that's what, what will help, then do it. Stay away from her street. We are so presumptuous sometimes. We, 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 we go to that verse in, in 1 Corinthians 12 and it says that, that, that God hath not, that there, there is no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. And the Lord will give us a way to escape. Then we get in the back seat of a car with somebody we ought not be with. And at that moment, something bad's getting ready to happen. And we say, oh God, give me the strength to, to escape. Well, God is not going to help you to get out of your presumptuous sins. The idea is don't get there to begin with. You shouldn't be there to begin with. I shouldn't be at the corner of her street. I shouldn't be on her street. Stop being simple. Stay away from her street. Stay away from her street. Hey, young people, if you have friends who leads you further away from God, get away from those friends. If they don't draw you closer to God, you need to get rid of them. You need to get away from them. They ought to draw you closer to God, not away from God. Stay away from her street because she seduces with her wardrobe, because she is shameless in her ways, and because she stimulates with her words. Verse number 13, So she called him and kissed him, and with an impudent face said unto him, and she begins to flatter, and she begins to stimulate with her words. By the way, words that should be only reserved for the good man. Not any other man. That's why teenagers, don't start giving away little pieces of your heart. You wait till you get married to be able to give her or him the entirety of your heart. And we play house. We play house. I say we, our, our society plays house. I want, I want my kid to have a boyfriend or girlfriend when they're 10. At 10, they don't even brush their teeth every day. You still have to remind them to, hey, did you brush your teeth? Did you take a shower? Have you ever been to camp with 10-year-olds? Brandon, last summer, Eric? Yeah. Shower power hour. 
at least, at least get wet. And it will be a good idea if you take some of that, one of those bars that smells real good in there with you. They don't even take a shower every day at 10. You want them to have a girlfriend or a boyfriend? They only have the sense or the discernment to do lots of things at that age. And we play house. By the way, that's still true at 15 and 16. Now, by the way, I know probably 40, 50 years ago it was different. 15 and, six years old, 15 and 16 year olds were much mature than they are today. Some of you in here may have gotten married at 15 and 16, but it's different today. 15 and 16 year olds, probably 95% of the time, if not 99% of the time today, aren't ready to get married. And so here's the thing, if you're not ready to get married, then, then why do you need a quarter date yet? Just be friends. Just be good friends. Guy friends, girl, just be friends. Why do you need to date? You're not ready to get married. If you're ready to get, go get a full-time job and pay for a house or pay rent and, and pay all of your food, you know how much a 16-year-old boy eats? And you know as well as I do how much food is right now. And it's not even that good. Food's different. Now. It's not even that good. And you know how much it is. And a 16-year-old, they eat, and then 30 minutes later they're hungry, and then 30 minutes later they're hungry, and they never gain an ounce. That's, that's not fair, is it? Yeah, it's not fair. Okay, so if you're ready to pay for all your groceries, and if you're ready to pay for your cell phone and her cell phone, if you're ready to pay rent, if you're ready to pay for two cars and the insurance on those two cars, if you're ready to pay for electricity and water, go for it. But if you're not, then be quiet until you're ready. Stop it. You're not ready to get married? Stop playing like you're married. Oh, does your, does your son have a boyfriend? Or excuse me, not a boyfriend, a girlfriend. Ooh, hey, let me say this. Even though they're not ready to get married and they need to wait, I'm still glad the boys like the girls and the girls like the boys. I'm still glad they notice each other at that age. Amen? But just stop it. Stay away from her street. She stimulates with her words. She said in verse 14, I have peace offerings with me. This day have I paid my vows. Therefore came I forth to meet thee diligently to seek thy face, and I have found thee. Isn't it amazing in verse number 14? Isn't it amazing she throws some religious words into the stimulating words? She said, I have peace offerings. This day have I paid my vows. Therefore came I forth to meet thee diligently to seek thy face, and I have found thee. I have decked my bed with coverings of tapestry, with carved works, with fine linen of Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love until the morning. Let us solace ourselves with loves. For the good man is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He's not only not at home, he's not going to be home for a while. No, no worries. The goodman's gone. He's taken a bag of money. He's taken a lot of money. He's not going to be home until it's gone. He hath taken a bag of money with him and will come home at the day appointed. With her much fair speech, she caused him to do what? Yield. You know, that's what the strange woman does. Whether it is a strange woman, whether it's money, whether it's anything, with her much fair speech, 
she causeth him to yield. What's your strange woman this morning? Who's the enemy this morning? What is it that the devil constantly brings across your path because he knows that's something that you battle with and something you fight with? What is it? What's the strange woman this morning? Stay away from her street because she seduces with her wardrobe. She is shameless in her ways. Can, can I back up for just a second on that first one? I don't, I don't want to leave this. The Bible says she's dressed in the attire of an harlot. You know there is an attire that looks like a harlot? We ought not dress that way. Men and women both, you ought to dress modestly. And I get it this morning. Hey, guys, you ought to keep your eyes in your head. But ladies, can I say, you ought to help them. Don't wear anything that's going to stimulate their eyes. If they're not your spouse. You say, well, I don't wear it because I want somebody to look. Here's what we ought to ask every morning. Lord, is this okay? Men and women alike. Lord, is this okay? Lord, is this going to help me to be pleasing to you today? Lord, is this, is this going to help me not to defraud a brother or sister, as 1 Thessalonians 4 says? Is this going to help me to help another brother or sister in Christ? She seduces with her wardrobe. There is an attire of a harlot. She reveals her skin so that she can rivet his sight. That's what a harlot does, right? That's what a streetwalker does, right? She lets it be known, I'm available. We ought to be careful about that as Christians. But you shouldn't judge me. I'm I'm not judging anybody. Here's the truth this morning. I don't have to judge anybody. God's Word already does. God's Word is the one that does the judging. Because she seduces with her wardrobe, because she is shameless. And by the way, this morning, I'm not saying if, if someone wears a certain thing that they're trying to seduce, but subconsciously, not subconsciously, but even though they may not be trying to, maybe what they're wearing does. And all I'm saying this morning is we ought to be careful. We ought to be thoughtful. And we ought to be biblical. Because the Bible says we ought to be modest. We ought to be covered. Men and women alike. My wife was on visitation yesterday with another lady. And they knocked on the door and a man, and she said, I don't know if he did it on purpose, but a man came to the door in a bathrobe. With nothing on underneath. And he came to the door and he said this, I go to such and such church, I don't need that. Sir, you ought to have a little respect for two ladies. You may not like that they're knocking on your door, but you ought to at least have a little respect for two ladies and put some clothes on. She seduces with her wardrobe. She is shameless in her ways. She stimulates with her words. And then number four, we're almost done. Stay with me. Number four, 
Why should I stay away from her street? Because she slaughters with her wiles. Look what it says in verse number 22. He goeth after her. I saw him from my window. I'm watching this simple young man. She seduces him. And the Bible says here, He goeth after Son, stay away from her street. Son, let the word of God keep thee and guard thee and protect thee. Son, don't go there. He goeth after her straightway. Notice this, as an ox goeth to the slaughter. You take that cow to the butcher barn, doesn't have any idea what's getting ready to happen. That, that bull or that steer is getting ready to have his neck slit. The blood drained out of him. He's getting ready to be slaughtered, isn't he? That's exactly what the devil wants to do to you. He can't take your soul if you know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. But he'd love to slaughter you and your wife and your family. He'd love to slaughter this church. As an ox goeth to the slaughter, or as a fool to the correction of the stocks, till a dart strike through his liver. Speaking of disease that comes from such actions. Till a dart strike through the liver, as a bird hasteth to the snare, and knoweth not that it is for his life. Hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, and attend to the words of my mouth. Notice, hey, he's closing it. He's bringing it to an end. Hey, son... Let not thine heart decline to her ways. Stay away from her street. Let not thy heart decline to her ways. Go not astray in her paths. Stay away from her street. For she hath cast down many wounded. Notice this. Yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Her house is the way to hell going down to the chambers. Of death. Number one, stop being simple. Wisdom is available, but the word must be the apple. We must love and cherish it. We must know what it says. We must have discernment. We must have understanding. We must have wisdom. We must call wisdom our sister and understanding our kinswoman. Wisdom is available, but the word must be the apple. Stop being simple. Stop allowing the, all the different activities of the world and the shiny things of the world to pull us away from our Bible study. To pull us away from that which is going to give us the wisdom that we need. Number two, stay away from her street. Many strong men have been slain by her. Oh, but pastor, I'm strong. I hope you are. But many strong men have been slain by her. Stop being simple. Stay away from her street. Take your Bibles and go to the New Testament. I want to look at two passages real quickly and we'll be done. Ephesians chapter 6. Let me give you number 3. Ephesians chapter number 6, number 1, stop being simple. Number 2, stay away from her street. Just stay away from it. Stay away from it. Stay away from whatever the strange woman or whoever the strange woman is. Stay away from her street. Hey, this morning, social media may be the strange woman for some of you. You can't handle it. You, you get sucked in and, and you're commenting and you're commenting and, and, and you're getting into arguments on social media that have absolutely no eternal value whatsoever. And, and, and social media sucks you in. And before you know it, you spent four or five hours on social media. Well, that's redeeming the time, isn't it? Lord's coming back. We don't know when He's coming back, but He's coming back. And He says, redeem the time, for the days are evil. Spending five hours on Facebook every day, that's redeeming the time, isn't it? 
Maybe that's your strange woman this morning. Stay away from her street. Stop being simple. And number three, Ephesians chapter number six. Very simply, be strong in the Savior. Be strong in the Savior. Ephesians chapter six, verse number 10. We, we preached a message from this verse in our Battle Ready series entitled Superpower Status. Verse number 10, he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Number three, just simply be strong in the Savior. You say, Pastor, how do I do that? Here's the word. Anybody know the word I'm getting ready to say? How how, how can I be strong in the Lord? Courage. Courage. Well, what's courage? Faith in God's promises. Pastor, that just sounds too simple. Would you take your Bibles and go to 1 Peter 5? And we'll, we'll end here this morning. 1 Peter 5. Stop being simple. How do I do that? Get into the Word. That's hard, Absolutely. But do you, want, do you want to defeat the enemy? Do you want to stay away from the enemy? Do you want to not be a casualty of the enemy? Then you have to do the hard work. Stop being simple. I don't think there would be very many people in here today that would say, I want to be a failure in my job. I don't want to make any money. I don't want to have any money because I, I, you know, I don't care if I have a car. I don't, I, don't care if I, I don't care if I have anything. I don't want to have money. I don't like to eat. Nobody would say that. Okay, so to work and to be successful, what does it take? It takes hard work. That's no different spiritually. We're in a battle. It takes hard work. 1 Peter 5, verse number 8. We've already mentioned this verse this morning. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Notice verse 9. Whom, speaking of the adversary, the roaring lion, the devil, whom? What's the next word? Resist. How do I do that? Steadfast in the what? Faith. Whom the devil, the world, the enemy, the strange woman, whoever the strange woman may be, whatever the strange woman may be, whom resist steadfast in the faith. Have courage. What is courage? Faith in God's promises. But pastor, as a 16-year-old boy, my body tells me one thing. Don't listen to your body. You better listen to the Word. You want to be able to stand at an altar one day with a lovely young lady and say, I do, and have a marriage that's built on the Word of God? Then you better listen to the Word instead of your body. You better listen to the Word instead of listening to your feelings. The Stay in the Castle series we're doing with the teenagers is built on that whole premise. The youth pastor had a young lady in his youth group. It's based on a real young lady who had a young lady in his youth group. And she said this, she said, I know what the Bible says, but pastor, I have feelings too. She wanted to date a young man that wasn't a good young man, that wasn't a spiritual young man. And he was encouraging her. And by the way, he wrote that first book for her. She went home and read it that week. He brought it. I think it took him a few weeks. He brought it to her. He said, I want you to read this. She read it and she came back to him and she said, I'm going to stay in the castle. 
She said, I'm going to listen to the word above my feelings. Teenagers, we don't deny your feelings. And we don't lie to you. Sin is pleasurable. Sin's bad. It is bad. But it is pleasurable for a season. And then you have to pay the consequences. I want every young person in our church to be able to walk down the aisle one day and to meet a young lady or a young man and the two of them meet together pure. We say, Pastor, that didn't happen for me. I, I understand. But it could happen for our young people. Mom and Dad, you might be here this morning. You have some young people sitting in this auditorium. And in your mind right now, you're saying, it didn't happen for me. It didn't happen that way. I understand. But by God's grace, it could happen for your children. And you know that this morning. You, if it didn't happen for you, you know better than anyone. And you ought to be alert more than anyone. Because you understand how the enemy tempts. And the Bible says in verse number 9, Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your, excuse me, in your brethren that are in the world. He said, look, you're not the only one going through this. Others have been tempted. In verse number 7, he says, Casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. You're not the only one. Other brethren have gone through this. In verse 10, he said, But the God of all grace who hath called us unto His eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, excuse me, perfect, established, excuse me, established, strengthen, settle you. Where's the victory? The victory's in faith. By the way, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4 tells us that. People talk about overcoming. You know how we overcome? 1 John 5, 4, by faith. How do we overcome? Oh boy, I just work it up inside of me and, 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 and I do it all. No, no, no. It's by faith. Faith is the victory. Proverbs 7, 5, Solomon says that they may keep thee. Stop being simple. You know why the devil doesn't want people to come to church? I think there's many reasons, but one of the reasons is he don't want them to hear the word of God. Because the word of God is what's going to protect them. But why does he whisper in the ears of Christians on Sunday morning and say, boy, you, you need a day of rest. Rested bodies and wearied souls. Their bodies are rested, but their souls aren't. Why, why does he whisper in their ear and tell them that? Because he didn't want them to come and get Sunday school. You know why he tells people that Sunday school is not important? Because he didn't want them to hear the word of God during the Sunday school hour. Just another opportunity, another hour to hear the word of God. Sunday school is not important. By the way, that teacher is dry, and he's as dry as dust. Loud, soft, long, short. If it's the Word of God, I need it. If the Sunday school teacher is loud, if he's short, if he's, if he, if he's long, um, or if he's soft. If it's the Word of God, I need it. And the devil whispers in the ear. And that, that strange woman, for some people, is just laziness. Or let me use the right word, the biblical word, unfaithfulness. Unfaithfulness. 
Stop being simple. Stay away from her street. Stop being simple. Men, we are not exhibiting discernment when we are alone with another woman who is not our wife. That's not discernment. Oh, but I'm strong. Did you, did you hear what we read in Proverbs 7? Many a strong man. Her house leads to health. Many a strong man. She's taken many of them. You know, the news media made fun. Whatever you think about him, I, you know, that, that's not the point this morning. But the news media made a lot of fun of Vice President Pence a few years ago when he made that statement. When he said, I, I'm not alone with other women ever. Boy, they just made fun of him. Ah, they yucked it up. But you know, he's right. By the way, he's not right. He's biblical. You know what he's doing? He's staying away from the street. He's staying away from the strange woman. Because you mark it down, the devil wants to bring a strange woman across your path. Whoever, whoever, whatever that may be. Battle ready. You're a high value target. Let the word of God keep thee. Father, thank you for the time this morning. Lord, help us as believers today. Father, it's high time as believers that we stop allowing the devil to have victory in our lives. Father, several of the ways we can do that is if we'll stop being simple and if we'll stay away from our street and if we'll be strong in the Savior. And I pray that you'd help us to do that today, Father. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Believers, are you battle ready this morning? Are you allowing the Word of God to keep you? Are you staying away from all appearance of evil? I don't know if the, the Holy Spirit's worked in your heart, but if He has, I pray that you'll come. Friend, if you're here today and you don't know Christ, I beg you to come. Jesus Christ paid it all. He shed His blood so that we could have salvation and forgiveness. And He says simply, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, I, that, I don't know if I believe that. Well, do you believe God can lie? If you believe He does, then maybe you don't have to believe that. But I just tend to believe that God doesn't lie because the Bible says He can't. And so when it says, Whosoever shall call, I believe whosoever shall call shall be saved. If you're not saved this morning, friend, you need to come. The piano's playing. Friend, if you need to come, believer, do you need to come? Maybe this front pew, maybe the platform here and just pray. And say, Lord, help me to stop being simple. Lord, help me to get into the Word the way that I should. Lord, help me to stay away from her street. Whoever the hurry is, help me to stay away from her street. Lord, help me to be strong in you. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Faith is the victory. Whom resists steadfast in the faith, have courage. What's that? Faith in God's promises. Hey, teenagers. God has promised if you stay faithful to Him, if you'll stay pure, it'll be a lot more blessed than if you go the other direction. 
You can come to the marriage altar without any regrets. Now I'm thankful that if we do have regrets, we can leave them at the foot of the cross. I'm thankful for that this morning. But we shouldn't presume upon that and say, you know what, I can sin and I can sow my wild oats and then I can get it right one day. Well, you might be able to get it right, but you may have some regrets that you may regret for the rest of your life. Don't let that happen. Stay away from her street. Stop being simple. From my window, I saw a young man void of understanding. It wasn't because he was young. It was because he didn't have any understanding. Because Solomon is exhorting his son, keep, keep my words, keep the commandments and live. Draw me nearer, the song says. Don't let the things that are lower and the things that are common allure your sight as we mentioned earlier. Things that are higher, things that are nobler. These have allured my sight. Father, thank You for Your Word this morning. Father, we praise You for the truth that we know Your Word keeps us. It protects us against the enemy. It increases our faith and that is by which we resist. We resist by faith. Father, the more we hear You tell us in Romans chapter 10, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. It's the Word that keeps us. It's the Word that saves us. But it's the word that keeps us in this daily spiritual battle. Father, I pray that if nothing else, this has just been a reminder. But Father, I pray that we would not walk out reminded and just be a hearer. Father, may you help us to be a doer as well. Help us not to have looked into the mirror of your word today and seen things that need to be fixed but walk away the same way as we came. Father, bring us back together tonight. We look forward to another wonderful time around your word. Father, give us protection this afternoon, safety, and give us a good afternoon of rest, and bring us back together tonight. Help the choirs. They begin to prepare tonight for Christmas. And Father, just, um, or just give them hearts of, of faith and hearts that are pure and hearts that have a desire to, to work hard as we get ready for this program, and Lord, we'll surely thank you for it. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. You are dismissed.